From an ancient homily on Holy Saturday. What is happening? Today there is a great silence over the earth, a great silence and stillness, a great silence because the king sleeps. The earth was in terror and was still because God slept in the flesh and raised up those who were sleeping from the ages. God has died in the flesh, and the underworld is trembled. Truly, he goes to seek out our first parent like a lost sheep. He wishes to visit those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. He goes to free the prisoner Adam and his fellow prisoner Eve from their pains, he who is God and Adam's son. The Lord goes in to them holding his victorious weapon, his cross. When Adam, the first created man, sees him, he strikes his breast in terror and calls out to all, My Lord be with you all. And Christ in reply says to Adam and with your spirit. And grasping his hand, he raises him up saying, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give you light. I am your God, who for your sake became your son who for you and your descendants now speak and command with authority those in prison. Come forth, and those in darkness have light, and those who sleep rise. I command you, awake, sleeper. I have not made you to be held a prisoner in hell. Arise from the dead, I am the life of the dead. Arise, O man, work of my hands. Arise, you who are fashioned in my image. Rise, let us go hence. For you and me and I and you together, we are one undivided person. For you, I, your God, became your son. For you, I, the master, took on your form, that of a slave. For you, I, who am above the heavens, came on earth and under the earth. For you, man, I became as a man without help, free among the dead. For you, who left a garden... I was handed over to the Jews from a garden and crucified in a garden. Look at the spittle on my face, which I received because of you, in order to restore you to that first divine inbreathing at creation. See the blows on my cheek, which I accepted in order to refashion your distorted form to my own image. See the scourging of my back, which I accepted in order to disperse the load of your sins, which was laid upon your back. See my hands nailed to the tree for a good purpose, for you who stretched out your hand to the tree for an evil one. I slept on the cross, and a sword pierced my side for you, who slept in paradise and brought forth Eve from your side. My side healed the pain of your side. My sleep will release you from your sleep in Hades. My sword has checked the sword which was turned against you. But arise, let us go hence. The enemy brought you out of the land of paradise. I will reinstate you, no longer in paradise, but on the throne of heaven. I denied you the tree of life, which was a figure. But now, now I myself am united to you, I who am your life. I posted the cherubim to guard you as they would slaves. Now I make the cherubim worship you as they would God. The cherubim throne has been prepared. The bearers are ready and waiting. The bridal chamber is in order. The food is provided. The everlasting houses and rooms are in readiness. The treasures of good things have been opened. The kingdom of heaven has been prepared before the ages.
The uh, image on uh, this podcast uh, uh, where I distribute my homilies is from an ancient church um, in Istanbul, Turkey, back when Istanbul was called Constantinople. Constantinople. The the image is 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 called the Anastasis icon. Anastasis is the Greek word for resurrection. But what it really depicts is uh, what this ancient homily for Holy Saturday is discussing: the harrowing of hell. To harrow is an archaic term which means to pillage or plunder. Christ on Holy Saturday pillages hell. Christ on Holy Saturday is dead in the tomb, and thus he descends to hell, as we say in the Apostles' Creed. Yet he descends to hell not to suffer damnation, which is impossible, but rather to rescue those holy souls who awaited their redemption by Christ upon the cross. In the Anastasis icon, Christ is seen as having broken down the gates of hell. He has trampled Satan breaking the locks and keys which kept these holy souls in the prison of hell. And Christ is grabbing two individuals, yanking them out of what look like coffins. Those two individuals are Adam and Eve. Looking on the right and left of Christ are various saints and martyrs of the Old Testament and uh, of the beginning of the New Testament, King David as well as John the Baptist, among others. It's a beautiful image, by far my favorite icon, and one worthy of meditation upon this Saturday. Let's talk about the harrowing of hell. We profess in the Apostles' Creed that Christ was crucified, died, and buried, and that he descended into hell. What does it mean to say that Christ descended into hell? Well, an important clarification is is looking at what is meant by the term hell. In modern English, the term hell generally refers to the eternal punishment of the damned. However, this has not always been the case. The Roman Catechism, which is the catechism published after the Council of Trent in the 16th century, distinguishes three main parts of the underworld before uh, Christ's death and resurrection. All right, so we're talking about the afterlife only before uh, the events of the, the first Holy Week, okay? There is Gehenna, or hell in the strict sense, which is the abode of the damned. Then there is purgatory, wherein the punishments, um, unlike those of Gehenna, are cleansing and only temporary in character. The souls in purgatory, their salvation is guaranteed. They are, by the mercy of God, being purified so that they can enter into heaven. Lastly, there is that part of the underworld which the Roman Catechism calls Abraham's bosom sometimes referred to as Sheol in Hebrew. Um, Aquinas also calls it the hell of the just. The Roman Catechism says of this third part of the underworld that, quote, the souls of the just prior to the coming of Christ the Lord were received and where without experiencing any sort of pain, but supported by the blessed hope of redemption, they enjoyed peaceful repose. That's Roman Catechism, part one, article five. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that Christ descended only into that part of the hell where the just were detained, uh, to this bosom of Abraham. Yet while remaining in one part of the hell, he wrought this effect in a measure in every part of hell, just as while suffering in one part of the earth, he delivered the whole world by his passion. So Christ descended only into this hell of the just, but this descent had an effect on, on all 
aspects of hell. Aquinas goes on to detail the effect Christ had uh, to the souls who dwell in the hell of the lost. Christ, quote, put them to shame for their unbelief and wickedness. But to them who were detained in purgatory, he gave hope of attaining to glory. While upon the Holy Fathers detained in hell solely on account of original sin, he shed the light of glory everlasting. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 21 to 22, Christ gives this brief parable. Quote, when a strong man fully armed guards the palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overcomes him, he takes away the armor on which he relied and distributes the spoils. End quote. Christ is the strong man who on Holy Saturday breaks down the bars of hell to save his faithful servants who awaited his redemption and bestow upon them the light of eternal glory. He plunders the devil of his prized possession. The holiest souls um, who died before Christ's redemption consigned to await our Lord in Sheol. Holy Saturday ought to give us great hope. You know, I, I, one thing I love about the Anastasis icon is that Adam and Eve are in a sense front and center. That this problem of sin, which began with the sin of our first parents, you know, in a sense, you could, uh, especially from kind of a human standpoint, you could blame Adam and Eve. It's your fault that we live in this land of sin, suffering, and death. But we see God's tremendous mercy, for he comes to offer his mercy even to Adam and Eve, to, to bring them to the light of glory. Christ said to Adam, I order you, O sleeper, to awake. I did not create you to be held a prisoner in hell. Rise from the dead, for I am the life of the dead. Rise up, work of my hands, you who were created in my image. Rise, let us leave this place, for you are in me and I am in you. Together we form one person. We cannot be separated. I did not create you to be held a prisoner in hell. That is true not just of Adam, but of each and every one of us. He created us to endure the eternal glory of heaven. And the Triduum shows us the extent to which God will go to save us from the prison of hell. Christ comes to liberate us from the prison of sin to bestow upon us the wonderful freedom of the adopted sons and daughters of God. So this Holy Saturday, let us allow our hope to be enlivened. Let us be encouraged to continue on the pilgrimage of the Christian life. Let us persevere in running the race that is living the Catholic faith, so that in his good time, the Lord will complete the good work he has begun in us. He will bring us to the light of eternal glory he has created us for.